What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade, and this is the Heroes What We Know podcast, episode 23. You never know what's going to happen on this show. All sorts of little crevices of society get uncovered. I'm joined by the master fact finder, Simon Anderson. How are you, mate? Good evening, Jade Farron. It's great to see you, mate. I'm feeling good this afternoon slash evening. It's been a while. Obviously, uh, life gets in the way of things sometimes, so glad to be back here with this, the time and space to uh, give the people what they want. And what's been the, the most... Um, what's been top of mind for you, I should say, right at the moment? What, 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 are, you, what are you focusing on? What, what's exciting to you these days? personally i mean the only thing that i'm focusing on that's exciting to me is like um going to the gym going surfing and playing some golf um but in terms of what's important to me that i'm following you know in in the grand scheme of things out there um i don't know if anybody else is paying attention but there's a whole lot of uh, food storage or food processing plants catching on fire or getting destroyed in the united states in the last few months and nobody's sort of following um and then there's also you know the stock market and the crypto market's absolutely <laughs> tanking and potentially could seem like not recovering um so you know there's, there's there's a lot of things out there that are destabilizing the world so that's what i'm that's what i've got my finger on so i mean the whole ukraine thing obviously that's there but that's just you know nothing major is going to happen with that in, in the near future did I hear that Sweden is gearing up to join NATO and all this other mess? I did see something about that as well. Yes, that <laughs> Sweden were making moves. Neutral but, countries remaining no longer neutral, eh? But anyway, that that is the kind of stuff you can expect to experience here on the Here Is What We Know podcast. I will say there is going to be uh, quite a focus on... Uh, COVID because we haven't talked about it for a little while but before that we do have format things here on the Here Is What We Know podcast and it is time now for the question of the day. Simon are you ready? Born ready baby. Okay (laughs) I like that. Uh, The question of the day is how do you stay on the path of good? How do you stay on the path of good? I love that question. Yeah, oh, I, I've, I've spent. It's very on the nose. Um, mm. we, we we won't go into this here, but you know what I mean, son. <laughs> mm. I mean, so, I, the the path of good, right? Or, I mean, so when I'm talking about what I do to stay on the path of good my understanding of the path of good or my i guess my frame of reference for taking on the world is that you know there's things like the tao which is uh, a buddhist philosophy which is the way and it's basically about aligning yourself with the universe um in the flow of the universe and, and operating in a way that you are um moving without any resistance you know that's that's the path and then um and in muslim culture as well they have the path as well so when um some of my muslim friends have talked to me about um the quran you know when they translate it into english they talk about 
um, remaining on the path to Allah, to you know that Allah provides to to, to heaven for them, basically. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I I use I guess my own conscience and judgment, if that makes sense. Like I I I, I for the longest time thought about well how do i hold myself to a higher value than myself you know i wasn't attached to any religion uh, mm -hmm. growing up as a kid and i didn't feel like joining any sort of religions later in life so i was like what do i hold myself to now um above myself and so i decided well this the the the, the good path is to to do no harm to yourself and like do no harm to others if that makes sense and um it, it, it's about intent behind the action and so i feel like if i try to keep myself on the good path by keeping myself to only act with good intentions uh then that then i'll know that i have kept myself on my own path so mm, i guess that, that's that, really that, interesting can mm. i ask a question because mm. one of the things that brought this question about for me was the process of defining good because even if you have like super good intentions like there can still be unintended consequences that have negative effects not not always but definitely sometimes so is what's saying about it right okay good. um some of the <laughs> some of the great what is it some of the greatest evils are um uh completed in the name of uh good cause or just cause or something like that you know so people definitely believe they are just and righteous when they're doing things yeah. that most people may not think they are that great mm. i'm sorry but continue where you were going yeah no no like re really happy to get your thoughts on that um so for me how do i stay on the path of god i i suppose my answer is an anti-answer, and before I give mine, I just want to acknowledge Doco420 in the chat. Thanks for being out today. Um, I I try not to. I try not to do good or do bad. I just mm. try to do almost like you were saying the thing that causes the least friction but but still drives towards what i think i'm trying to achieve and when i say think you know you, you sit on a path you you start making moves in a particular direction but i think it's really important in life to actually be super agile you you might map out oh i'm going over here and this, this is my trajectory this is my career this is the kind of like life i'm gonna build personal life it doesn't always work out bro so so it's like have that in mind try not to focus on good or bad and, and just be open to open to changing would be my answer the more the more agile you can be the more likely it is that you're going to you, you know have more positive in the bank account than negative yeah because you can steer away from things that aren't necessarily good yeah i'm i think for me like 
when I'm, uh, yeah, well, what I guess I'm striving for is for for all actions in your life to feel like um, uh, when you're when I guess I'm I'm surfing on a wave at the at the best time. The best time I'm surfing on a wave is when I'm in a um, a sort of uh, autonomous subconscious like flow state. You know, where things happen uh, with almost kind of naturally without putting too much thought in it. Or the same thing on the golf course where everything feels it's all slick and put together and you're not really having to think about it things are just happening that like you were saying you know you're not trying to always act good or act bad you're just trying to act in the best interest of yeah of the, the situation yeah just don't know how to express it any better than you put it but i definitely agree that that's what i try to aim for as well one of the first um, podcasts we ever did, before, before it was even branded this, you talked about emotions as AI. Mm. And, and I think I've still got the clip on the Facebook, like, if you want to check that out. But I, I really latched onto that, and I've been obsessed with that ever since you said it. I think it was, like, two years ago when you first... <laughs> sort of came on here and, and I was thinking well yeah like every treat everything like AI you, you know try something bump into a wall don't do that thing again move on like like what's the issue with experiencing life like you don't want to make too many what I would call mistakes like you wouldn't want to commit crime you know that that'll get in the way of progress definitely um but it's all right to experience and i think just my observation is people can be afraid to to go off the path they've predefined i don't know if you've experienced any of that simon definitely i mean um there is like a huge problem at the moment with everybody deferring their um discovery to the experts you know people have got this assumption that everything's been figured out everything's been optimized everything's been uh trialed and experimented and in and the way is the way but there is nothing that trumps your own individual experience in terms of finding out what is true what is right in this world and what is best for you i mean people are just deferring their whole life of human experience to the experts because they've said oh the return on investment on that isn't um as efficient as this other thing mm. and yeah it just i i've never actually understood how people can try something have a positive experience from it and then be convinced that they're crazy or that it wasn't right because oh no somebody's told them that the science says something else you know like say for example people eat red meat and whole foods and they feel really great and if you say oh no you can't eat red meat it's bad for you like, but that for that individual person they probably notice an, an absolute noticeable increase in their positive life experience because of the the different foods they're eating and that's that's all it takes right like i don't think you need to look and refer to studies if, if you try something and it provides a positive experience like obviously causation isn't co correlation isn't causation um but for yourself it's a pretty strong inkling if 
you change a variable and positive impact happens to you. It's not placebo. And in terms of advice, and, and this is very on the nose too, I always say to people, follow the money. <laughs> so if you've if you've got if you've got a if you've got a government recommending four vaccinations in quick succession, uh, follow the money. You know. That, that that's all I'm gonna say about that. Exactly. And that's actually a really good segue, because um, I just wanted to have a little chat uh, with you all about the fact, and I don't mind saying this, I'm, I'm really aware this, this will be on the internet and whatever, but I, I think it was two and a half weeks ago now, the timing doesn't matter, but I actually contracted COVID, and... Um, this was discovered by rapid antigen tests, and I'm I'm actually really grateful, Simon, that we even have those because there was a period of, in time in New Zealand where they were actually banned. I know, imports were stopped, yeah, and then confiscated. Yeah, and and so did the rapid antigen test, uh, came up positive. I was actually feeling really rough the day before, but I was just hopeful, like, you know, other other ailments do exist, and I'm not going to immediately think COVID. You know, you know, I'm just going to do the test because, you, you know, I want to I want to be informed if I need to isolate and everything. So I did that. Felt really rough. Um, I had a really intense fever for the night that I tested positive, and and it wasn't fun, but it wasn't unmanageable. And then the next morning, no fever, no runny nose, no respiratory, nothing, and I had a cough that might have come about every sort of 20 minutes. Like, it wasn't a, what I would call a persistent cough or one that I would worry about at all. And I just want to, you know, you guys know that follow this stream, um, I'm not vaccinated. Uh, I haven't even had one dose. So I feel, you know, my doctor gave me a ring because once you submit your rapid antigen, you go into the, like this whole sort of framework of notification Simon and you're going to hand over your Bluetooth tokens and all the rest of it and so I get a call from my GP and they're like oh my god oh my god you're, you're someone with health issues you know how are you going and I'm like I feel fine like you know there, there's nothing to report and I did say this on the phone I actually feel 100% vindicated. <laughs> I I feel like the point has been made and I've won the case. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And also, I, I get this bit of paper now that says I'm allowed to interact with the sector that I'm involved in for three months. Yeah. <laughs> they've, changed, they've changed the VEX passes. 
the new ones so that if you contract COVID, you'll then uh, get a little emergency exemption for three months to continue to come out into the public. The totally voluntary, the totally voluntary and not compulsory vaccine passes that we're renewing for another six months, but they're totally voluntary at the moment. Yeah, and and I've got that bit of paper. Um, I'm staying consistent with um, sort of how I do work, but that's just me. I'm really used to it now. I don't really see the need to go in. Um, That's just me. I, I like working from home and they made me start doing it it has become kind of a habit uh, but what do you think about that Simon literally like literally nothing like not even a slight respiratory like issue apart from a coffee every 20 minutes um, well first and foremost obviously Jade I'm happy that you're in perfect health and you know, <laughs> fighting fit that is the one thing that is most important and this is that everybody's own health so glad you're okay mate and that you are you managed to fight through the the uh, mighty spicy cough um, to, to to get here to this day to say uh, that you had COVID but yeah I mean I am still yet to dance with the 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 devil fantastic um, yeah so i mean i'm not avoiding it i'm different <laughs> I, I probably i probably am at the point of you know trying to catch it just by way of exposing myself to places where um there's a high likelihood that i might catch it but i still have yet to catch it um and it's probably into the point where it's like the coldest part of the year and probably not the best time to get sick but maybe that'd be a true test of um the immune system catching it in like you know deep july august winter <laughs> well what what i say here is not medical advice but simon based on my own personal lived experience i have every expectation that you're going to be fine <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure the <laughs> the uh, the work i do to keep myself healthy will do me right but i mean yeah it, it's it, it it does make it very hard to justify the extreme lengths that mm. the governments around the world have gone to contain this. And and it also makes it really strange about the statistics that we're getting shown. Like, how is it possible that so many people have been able to die from this disease, but so many more people have been able to get it through it without any sort of symptom, without any sort of hospital care, without any sort of permanent damage? Um, but it, it just does not make sense that uh, there's no patterns, right? You know, you would think that if a disease was a certain amount of deadly, that most people over a certain level of health issue would just be crossed off. But it seems that, you know, they've put up cases of perfectly healthy people succumbing to this uh, disease. And you have people like Donald Trump, Queen Elizabeth, um, who are, you know, a strong breeze away from falling over managed to get through covid um you know within a week so why is there such a diverse <laughs> range of experiences right like if we are to say to believe this disease is so deadly then why are there so many people above a certain threshold of sick and injured uh you know just performing way better than some healthy people that they posted up as victims of covid 
Yeah, I don't know, man. And I mean, just looking at the comments here from Doco420, uh, trusting the experts clause again, how well do we know that the rapid antigen test is actually looking for the COVID strain? Interesting question. I can't speak I mean, that's to the that other at thing. all. What if you never had it, right? But you can only take uh, your assumption off the information you've got at hand and you've got your own symptoms and you've got the tests that they've created to test for it. And you were symptomatic when you took the test, right? So I mean, that's Very. when you get the Very. that's when you get mm. the most accurate. Apparently, when you get the most accurate results from those thingies, is when you are symptomatic. You know, if you're if you're at the beginning of your sickness, there is a chance that it won't pick it up, even if you have it. Um. So there is my experience. I'm I'm very um, I'm mixed about. I love the fact that I'm able to share in a little bit mix that I obviously caught it. Not not the favourite thing in the world, but I've also heard, like you said, Simon, a range of things. Um, but the from my experience, not not medical advice, but from what I've heard, um, it seems to be worse for older people. So, so I have colleagues that I work with uh, currently, and they are of a certain age. And um, yeah, I have heard a couple of examples of uh, hospitalization. Obviously, I'm extremely worried for them. I, I don't want that to be the case. Um, but these are also people that are triple vaccinated. So it's like... Hmm. I don't know what to make of that at all. Well, I mean, I, I don't... I don't think any amount of vaccine is enough for people to... For some people to feel truly safe. Here's an example, right? So, I was hanging out uh, with a friend in the weekend uh, yesterday who had been two people in the house that had been testing positive all week one person had finished their seven days but the other person uh, hadn't retested uh, since testing positive and was still symptomatic and so i was hanging out with my friends and one of my other friends comes over with his partner um, and he comes in uh, and she stands at the door with the mask on and then she finds out obviously that uh, there's a potential chance that there might be COVID floating around the household and she almost doesn't want to come inside the house it took her a long time to get up the courage to come inside wouldn't come near any of us and then within 30 seconds had left the house because she couldn't handle being in that situation now i'm sure we've all been following along with the science that says you need to be in prolonged close proximity contact with somebody to catch covid right you know we got rid of masks outside and the fine dining rules when you go into a restaurant would tell you that you can actually be right next to somebody and not be in a risk of passing it to them because otherwise we'd all be wearing masks inside like we had been um so i mean it's just some people right fully vaccinated and taking all the precautions just it's still not enough for them and it's you know it was a meme at the very start you know that they'll never stop jabbing you how many is enough but some people are so 
absolutely frightened by this that they'll never be enough you know as long as the, they keep saying oh actually it doesn't give you complete protection there's still a chance of you catching it people are going to be terrified that they're going to drop dead so last bit on this and we'll get into your amazing discussion for today i'm really <laughs> looking forward to this simon um oh first i'll go to the comments so uh doco says isn't the pandemic pandemic over after what three years of this aren't you bored of discussing the topic short answer yes <laughs> um long answer it is still relevant though and it it is still top of mind for people and i wish that simon and i could just move on to the great reset and the the um you know the one percent families of the world but we're not quite there yet covid seems to be the the front facing issue of the day what's your take on being bored of this simon i'm i'm bored of being told uh, <laughs> how i can how i'm supposed to do my job I'm, I'm being i'm bored of being considered an absolute risk to somebody's health um you know and being treated like a dirty petri dish of um, you know the fucking uh, anthrax virus that's what it feels like mm. i'm bored of that you know like until until it's until people come to their senses and uh we get rid of that covid theater as as the phrase is you know being mm. catching on at the moment as soon as that's as you know when that's gone yeah we can stop the conversation because i'd love to never talk about it again but it's one of the biggest organized takeovers that's ever happened you know there are the organizations around the world you know governments are working with corporate uh organizations set up in the name of global peace and unity that are trying to enact their their goal society on the whole world and giving people no chance at individual sovereignty and um you know no sanctity over their own bodies and minds and where they live and we're like oh, I'm, I'm bored of being live, living in a and you know it's so cliche to say a matrix in a prison but it's so true you know like i'm bored of dealing with sheep people every day that don't follow what's going on out there have absolute trust in our politicians and um just maybe vote every three or four years and it's just to tick the name that looks cool or whatever and they don't put any thought in i mean yeah do you, does that answer your question yeah do you remember when the biggest issues on top for us was the assisted dying legislation and the the like legalization legalization of weed like uh, <laughs> I I do miss those days. Yeah, those were the days. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like like. But I'm 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 kind of glad we are where we are because you know it, it means that the exposure is kind of forced. You know, there's going to be a point where all of the sort of corruption that's happening, um, you know, at the top level, will finally be exposed to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I'd love to be able to have room to talk about the crypto market and the absolutely <laughs> tanking stock market, but we're here. COVID is the forefront, 
And we, we're not algorithm chasers by any means. I don't know if you've seen our numbers, but they're not they're not massive. So you, you can't accuse us of being algorithm chasers, but this is what we need to be talking about right at the moment. But I appreciate your question, Doco, as always. All questions are welcome. Mm. Simon, we, we, got a, we got a big one on top. And when you sent this to me, I genuinely struggled to follow black and slow and all that. Um, so, so uh, take us through this one, mate. Um, alrighty. So, this is a Twitter thread of some evidence provided by a group called I Can Decide dot uh, org, and which is reporting on the uh, trial documents that are released by Pfizer every so often. Um. And so, as part of the trial data, they, um, you know, randomly assign a number to all of the testing sites um, in, uh, in in the Pfizer trials. And uh, where am I? If you basically scroll down, um, keep going, keep going past all the pictures. That's um, really interesting, the, the logo stuff. You might want to yeah. touch on that. Oh, I mean, I was just trying to, trying to get to the the end of it, but, yeah, I mean... Um, Do you want me the, to go this, right down? Uh, oh, there. So that's, that's it there. So what it says there is that there is 1,270 clinical sites in the trials, right? Um, and they're all numbered, oh, it's 270, sorry, numbered consecutively from 1,001 to 1,270. Um, they're all listed there, you can look. Uh, and then the picture in that, in this particular post is the end of the page. It says, this is the last page. There is no site 1271. Uh, there is no other site with a number above 1270. Um, uh, but that's because there's a bit of a problem, right? And then if you go down, there is a site 4444. And it's got 1,275 patients. So 3% of the total patients in the Pfizer trial. Wow. And all of those, yeah, so that's quite a lot of patients. 3%, right, so there's 270 test locations. So more than, so they get less than 1% each on average. This one location had 3% of the total test patients. Uh, all in one, all recruited in one week from the 22nd to the 27th of September in 2020. And what is so important about that week is that, that that week was just the last week that recruitment can take place for the data cutoff for the meeting with the FDA. So basically what they did is they've, and if you keep reading the post, it, it, it analyzes the data to, to, to show you what it is because it actually it, it actually duplicates another testing location. It's exactly the same. Um, and and they replicated the test data so they could get enough of the test data that they needed right before they went to show the FDA uh, that their vaccine works to get emergency authorization, right? So, you know, they never got their approval. They just got the emergency authorization. But there is so much wrong with the test data um, that they use. I mean, people should people should know about this and it should worry them um nobody did any testing on the vaccine besides pfizer and the businesses that they contracted 
and then the only other test data that we've ever had is obviously from the population once they started getting vaccinated and that never really gets reported on properly you know you get like the vaccine injury list that people self-report on but that's never anywhere near the the true reflection of it and so what happened is obviously these trials took place that were so sketchy um you had you had whistleblowers saying that uh, there were so many adverse events that they stopped recording them below a certain threshold um all sorts of weird things are happening in, in these test trials and, and you can you can look it all up but oh to, what about to... what about this one 444 in chinese translates to die 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 i don't <laughs> i don't know if that's where we're not claiming that is verified oh man so I'm not going to say that you're saying this, Simon, but it's possible that data used to achieve emergency authorization was fabricated. It's possible. Yeah. So, for, for, at the, like, um, because I wanted you to scroll past it, but a lot of the stuff at the top was about um, another testing site called... Uh, which was oh, one do you two... want me to go back? Oh, you can do, but yeah, so start from the top. So it was the biggest one by far, 1231. So site 1231 recruited 4,501 patients. So 10% of the patients at one site were from this one, 4,501 patients recruited in three weeks. So yep. 4,500 people recruited to be on a, a study in three weeks. And then if you keep going through the post, it basically talks about how um, the testing site um where is it in um in argentina is actually run by the same doctor that then was uh um was part of people publishing papers to show um here he was um he was the lead author on a paper with pfizer's scientists about um about the the vaccine so the the thread basically points out that this this individual was doing an inhuman amount of workload whilst also doing quite sketchy things in that he's being a test he's running the one of the largest testing sites for the vaccine and also uh you know he's the lead author on a scientific paper on the vaccine so you know that that kind of it just there is a million and one really interesting inconsistencies or weird things that line up like uh, and the same person's name popping up in places that they shouldn't and you know it's it's so it's so frustrating that all of this stuff has to come out slowly in the way that it is and um you know it's probably too far past the point of do of recovering any of the damage that's been done but i just wish that people would be holding this these people to more of an account than they are you know they're putting so much so much blind trust in these people that they're doing the right thing for them and they are applauding the active censorship of um contrasting opinion and um and you know that, that's that's the public that support these vaccines are publicly applauding the fact that there are people out there just censoring other forms of 
information out there because they don't even want to look at it you know like they yeah, don't no. even want to they don't want to even consider alternative opinions and so they applaud when it's removed from their life exactly and i was going to say you know what i've seen simon is you're actually discouraged from developing your own view you're actually discouraged from pulling up information like this you know everything needs to be cross-referenced and verified sure but what's wrong with, with doing a bit of your own digging like like people would actually say simon that it's weird that you and me go out and find these independent sources yeah and it's like what's the harm right like you, you you go out there and you get validated right and you go oh well i wasted that time you know but at least <laughs> i know i'm right or, or you you go and see search of other information and it changes your viewpoint like i'm sure you have just as little, little problem as i do with being wrong right um <laughs> i'm all okay with being wrong in most situations i can't think of many that would upset me i'm i'm okay like, if they told me this was a situ simulation, I, I would have a lot of fun with that, and I'd be, um, I'd be G GTA boosting cars and all of that, so I mean, I'm sure you would be as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be going straight to the military base, instant war <laughs> Yeah, nice. Um, we've got a comment. Um, so Doco says, I could look it up. The expert clause once again just because i read it and know about it doesn't mean i understand it something what fits my agenda will always seem to appear in a positive light the media covers all options for each taste my mindset has changed instead of worrying about tomorrow um instead of worrying about today people are free to live in ignorance that's their choice don't lose yourself and what could be could be real or fake or corrupt and enjoy what little experience you have yeah i agree i guess in some way with the comment but this might be different for other people but this is certainly how it is for myself it's just who i am as a person i can't fully do what you said i should do without allocating some of my being to impacting the world in a positive way and the easiest way i see that is by counteracting what i see as a global force trying to influence our society to act in their best interests and not allow people freedom of thought so i do make sure i take the time to enjoy myself and my life and i definitely keep the core of my being impenetrable from the shit that we talk about on this live stream but i can't have that core person at the core of myself without having another part of me that goes i care about what's going on out there and i <clears throat> will do what i can to make a difference whether it's through my action or through speaking out to to what i think is worthwhile and i wonder if you're the same jade i you you know me well enough simon that i do not accept what people 
tell tells me is true. Like there are some universal laws, one plus one equals two, kind of things, and you can take those. But but where it comes to the concept of well-being, I I think there is no one path to well-being. There is no one path to achieving whatever it is you want to do. Some people, some people want to be alcoholic, for example, and that that might be their version of well-being. I I have learned about alcohol and alcoholism, and I choose not to do that. Some people see well-being as um, Simon, you're probably going to have to repeat your um, monologue there because Doco missed it and wanted to respond. But I'll just finish this. So, some people like to eat in excess. That is their version of well-being. I don't do that. I've already got some health problems that could compound issues around that. So I don't do that. I could if I wanted but I don't, and it's the same with how I view this issue. I look at what people say is available to me, I look at it and say, I don't want to do that. Do, do, I, do, I, view, do I view the vaccinations right at the moment as dangerous? Potentially, and I've always said that, I've been very consistent on the stream and as long as as long as there's even a slight potential I'm I'm gonna keep guessing on it. Yeah. Yes, I definitely think they're dangerous. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so but, um oh should I recap what I said just yeah, before? Yeah Doco would yeah. love to respond and we had an ad break. Sorry about that Doco. Oh yeah, yeah yeah sorry about that poor timing um so what i said is i i am um, wholeheartedly believe uh, agree with what you're saying in terms of making sure you um control your life and so that you enjoy it with happiness and fulfillment but um and i said this is just for me and it may be different for other people and that's all cool but part of me um and just who i am means that if i'm to have a part of me that i can um enjoy the things that i love and keep my life sweet and innocent and you know for myself there needs to be a part of me that cares about what's going on out there and that stays um involved with um the global movements and does something to make the world a better place whether it's with the actions i take or what i say on these podcasts or on my social media or just with people in real life so part of me is devoted to that and I enjoy it right like I do enjoy um, doing that to some degree um, and so that doing that allows me to have that part of me at a core that I have totally ring fenced off built this the 12 foot wall that none of this bullshit that we talk about on the live stream will ever impact so there are there is this core me that I'll always protect um, and will never be disturbed by anything that I face. So, yeah, that's what I said while there was ads. <laughs> and that and that's part of how you stay on the path to good, Simon, you could say. 
Christian yeah, of the exactly. day. <laughs> nice little segue back. Uh that that is that is wonderful. Really, really interested in your your views around that doco, but um, yeah, I I think something you said, Simon. It, it just rocks me to my core. You, you know, society is based on the ability to make autonomous choices, and we're we're seeing a degradation of that. We're we're seeing a vilification of uh, people that just want just maybe it's not even they're against it. Maybe they just want to wait a bit. You know, you know, until that five year um data is available at least in new zealand don't we don't we have a five year until it can be like fully approved thing simon it was 2025 wasn't it okay so even yeah, i don't know if it was than... a five i don't know if it was a five-year thing or whatever but i thought it was well 2023 or something like that was when it was getting um its approval i don't know but you'd agree it's possible that some people are just waiting for that mid-save full review. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, I'm you could be waiting for the the <laughs> um the side effects to not and the 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 potential adverse events to stop happening. Um, that might be something that you want to put as part of your risk assessment. It's the fact that there's people that getting irreparable damage done to them or they're losing their lives because mm. of it so you might want to wait until they've got a version of it that doesn't do any of that nonsense <laughs> like some of the other vaccines you get um that we've had in the past oh, when yeah you know i was thinking the other day about morphine and um i had surgery when i was really young like five years old due, due to my cerebral palsy and I actually wasn't allowed, I actually wasn't allowed morphine because, because of the negative effects that it had on the body and the, um, you, you know, the fact that people could become very dependent on it very quickly. This was in the early, late 90s. They have refined the formula around morphine a lot where <laughs> they can give it somewhat freely i'm going to choose my words carefully it's still a controlled substance there's still a lot of risk of addiction and all the rest but you you can expect that once you stop taking it you're not gonna have like these massive like withdrawal symptoms for, for yeah, example it's, it, it's quite funny that you're talking about morphine and the versions that they've had afterwards like oxy like oxycontin and all of those drugs oh oxy but, is just deadly yeah no it's yeah but, you know there's a book that i've read um called dope sick which basically talks about purdue and the company that you know um first started taking the poppy resin and changing opium into um morphine and how they you know, used doctors as pill pushers and turned mm. pretty much all of rural america into um uh, opioid addicted you know um ghettos <laughs> and they and they got away with it without anyone going to jail because they are a company and can just pay fines and they didn't even pay all of the money they basically 
managed to get a subsidiary to get bankrupted and pay the fines for them you know like um and it's these pharmaceutical it's the same pharmaceutical companies that are selling you this vaccine when they sold you um all of your um pain medication that got your whole family addicted and got your kids to overdose right it's the same pharmaceutical companies instead of a pill for your pain it's a vaccine for a flu yeah possibly a bad example but uh, i was just reflecting on a personal experience i had a Mm. surgery a couple of years ago it was actually right before i started where you work at Simon. i came in with a cast and everything Mm. um and i just remember waking up feeling super pain managed like not even woozy or anything like that just feeling really nice and and i remember them saying oh no you can't have morphine because this is this like yeah lots of good reasons why not to have it but i i think yeah my my take on it is it's been refined over the years and um maybe that's what um Maybe that's what the vaccine needs. It just needs 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the comments, and then I've I've got a bit of marshmallow to give us a soft landing uh, for, the, for the show this evening. But uh, Doco says, wonderful. It's different for each of us. Yes, I'm happy that you reach out and let people see the bigger picture. Just don't frustrate yourself over <laughs> um, people who want to stay in the matrix. They aren't ready yet, and you're just as important. Well put. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the nice words. I. Yeah, I have realized that people. Some people are really keen to stay NPCs, Simon. And I think I know... I think I know a couple of NPCs. And that, and that's okay. Hey! Everybody's going to know a couple of NPCs, I guess. And I, I have no judgment towards them. Lovely people. that They just want to live how the program sets them to live and let that be that. I actually envy that to some degree. I sometimes wonder about the scope of understanding that I have. And is it a, is it a blessing or a torment sometimes? Ignorance is bliss. Is <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that doco. Loving the exchanges over the course of this episode uh this evening but i did uh promise some marshmallow for us to land on and actually simon i i do feel this is gonna have a little bit of relevance to the kind of (laughs) kind of things we talk about here on the show but but it is diverging a little bit from covid so Simon, this couple in their 50s has figured out that they can sell up, sell their house, live on $62 a day, and live out the rest of their days on a cruise ship. 
Really? Just going from cruise to cruise? Cruise to cruise, they've figured out that they figured out it's about thirty thousand Australian dollars to permanently stay on the ship. Um, they've figured out that they could quit work, so no further income, no further income. They could quit work, sell the house, be on the ship, and live out the rest of their days to around when they're likely to die. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good plan. I wonder if they've taken into account, I guess, like the inflation that might happen because you'd hate to you'd hate to see the price of the cruise ship cruises going up every year, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh. I'm in pretty good health still. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hurt. I haven't got a spare hip. <laughs> but I brought this up because I was like, we are needing to find innovative solutions to the housing problem. We and already said park a cruise ship in Auckland Harbour already, didn't we? Yeah. I and... saw that in a newspaper, I'm sure, and they hear all they talked about that. Weren't, weren't they thinking of that for like social housing or or yeah. am I am I really or off base? Is, or isolate that or isolation or something? I can't oh remember. wow! And so you know, I looked at this, and it takes big balls to like sell your house and say, okay, mm. that's our lot for the next conceivably thirty, forty years. We're going to be on a ship of some sort. We've budgeted for sort of, you know, that this level of expenditure on passes, and this is what we do now. Isn't that so radical and so cool? Sorry, um, I was actually just looking up the, the the article. It wasn't. It was homeless people. They were looking to house homeless people in, in, in the cruise ships. Jeez. That is rough. Yeah, but probably was the first time any of them had sea views. <laughs> Does sixty-two dollars Australian sound expensive or cheap in your opinion for for a for a daily sort of expense rate? What what does that say to you? I mean, that gets you like buffet breakfast, buffet lunch, buffet dinners, <laughs> free entertainment and accommodation. Uh, like you know that that is pretty good if you split that out over you know your meals and that's pretty cheap you know i probably spend more than that on a daily amount easily oh wow i talk, talk about uh lifestyle inflation there so but mm. um but um and i was what what i took from the what i took from the article though is you know, why quit your jobs, though? Why wouldn't you try to, like, work something out remotely? You, you just... You could spend all your time on the stock market. Not that you would want to right at the moment, but you, you could actually do things. Um, but the fact they've said, nah, that this is our this is our final amount of money. That's just so, like... I want to say awesome, but I don't know if it is. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're probably just um, preparing to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Um, but you see lots of rich people talk about, like, oh, you know, ask them, well, if I had your money, 
I'd be sitting on a beach, you know, drinking cocktails every day of my life. You know, why are you still working? I think, I think a lot of these people get into that retirement mode. And I'm sure after a few months of sitting there by the pool, listening to the same band playing, you know, their, their music every day, you might get sick of what you thought was your paradise pretty quickly. Novelty yeah. is a huge part of what makes going on holiday fun, I think. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, there are things to consider, like, they now do not have a permanent home, you know, when, when, uh, when the ship breaks down, you know, they're relying on the fact that there will just be another one to go to, or these, <laughs> these things need servicing, don't they? I don't know how that works, I don't pretend to know, but there will be a point in time where that ship goes out of service for a period of time, you can't rely I wouldn't have thought that you could just get on the next one because of how bookings work. And, um, I, yeah, I think it's the one thing the Matrix has imprinted on me is that it's probably important to have a base of residence. And they, they no longer have one. Yeah, it, it, even just for your own personal like sanity i think having a place of residence is better on a spiritual sense than it is on just a physical and and mental sense you know like it's it's different to a human when there isn't a strong tether between them and some physical place right it's when you get a few people that kind of act a little bit crazy the the like when I think about this I'm like I could not deal with seeing like randoms like every day just more and more randoms you, you feel, you'd start to feel even less connected to a community now I'm not a Simon you know me I'm not a particularly neighborly guy where I live it's not necessarily set up for that vibe but I see people around and they're familiar to me, and that's that can be grounding, and that can be comforting. Even if you see them for like two seconds and you never talk to them the whole time they live in your building, you see them, it's grounding, it's comforting. If you're on a cruise ship, people are going to be rotating in and out every couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, unless there's probably, there might be a few people that do long month, a few monthly yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, you, you, you'd get more friendly with the staff on the ship, which would just end up being really weird, <laughs> you know. And, and you'd, you'd run out of things to talk about, <laughs> I, I think, that, that would be a risk for me. You'd see them every day and you'd just be like, oh yeah, this is, but Simon, yeah. With that all said and done, would you sell up? I I know you're I know you're renting flatting at the moment, but mm. if you had a home, would you sell it up near near the midterm of your life and go live on a cruise ship? No, 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 that would not be for me. That that <laughs> would be like the worst idea possible. Now, if anything, you need to put all of your money into fortifying any sort of residence you have rather than getting mm. rid of it mm. and, and for me I mean 
I thought about it long and hard. Like, like obviously, like, when I was preparing for the show today, I thought about it long and hard. Initially, I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> sell up and move on the cruise ship. But there, there are some features of the lifestyle that would wear thin with me really quickly, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... <laughs> It is literally like sitting there and waiting to die because once you've done everything on the ship, there's going to be no new experience besides the people there, right? So you, if you ever felt like you needed a hit or something new, you'd have to strike up a conversation with a random because not true, played not more. true because you get off at the different docking docking segments that they make. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you could go and do something different when you're on the land. But yeah, I mean, if you're spending most of your time on the cruise ship after a certain point, it's like Groundhog Day, and that would, I can't, like we were saying before, you know, people are robbing themselves of human experience, deferring it to the experts. Maybe that's the, maybe that's part of their point. You know, they're in retirement mode, they're saying, fuck it, we've done ours, we've made our money. You know, to even think about retiring in early 50s is kind of cool. It's pretty rare. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If it, if, if they've done this, then it's obviously appealing to them. So for them, they've achieved what they are considering close to an ideal life. They've got to a point financially where they can spend an unlimited amount of all you know all of their time on the cruise ship which is something they probably like so and yeah, you can't hate on it <laughs> yeah it's amazing so yeah i i really enjoyed bringing that story about i i thought it was very fascinating and i look forward to tracking uh the innovations that come about in terms of people switching lifestyles and preparing for retirement i I think it's a interesting space to watch before we wrap this up uh we do have a couple of comments so doco420 says if i have a life with no children the cruise ship sounds nice it must stop at places um ports you'll have your favorite spots being stuck on a boat out at sea at all times though no thank you yeah i think we're all in agreement. yep i think i guess i am kind of understanding the fact that you'd make yeah multiple stops in pretty cool places around the world and for some of them you'd be there for a few days so you could go and do some pretty cool shit so mm -hmm. maybe it wouldn't be too bad and then Doco has a question I'm not sure we're going to be able to answer, but he says, if you live on a cruise ship, what would be your country of residence? I suppose passports are still a thing. Like, when I, when I read your question, I'd say, well, your passport is your country of residence, and that's what the uh, cruise ship company would rely on. Like, if you're American, you'd stay American. If you're kiwi you'd stay a kiwi you're, you're just on a ship and you'd have to do a lot of stamping along the mm. way and also being very mindful of your pages because if all, yeah. your, if all your pages have stamps on them 
I recently learned this, Simon. If all your pages have stamps, even if it's like one on one page, whoever's reviewing your visa situation or whatever, they can take the view that it's full. I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, you must have free pages to be able to enter a country. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty strict, I hear. So, yep, th thanks for giving me the time on that, Simon. But we we are at the top of the hour, so how about some final thoughts? Yep, final thoughts. Good to be here back <laughs> in front of the camera again after a bit of a break. Uh, it's been lovely to talk through some of the top issues. Um, and just look forward to, uh, to next time. Um, there's a few other st articles that have popped up since we've had the last one so there's plenty of content and i'm sure mm. between now and the next one there'll be some more stupid shit that'll happen in the media that we'll have to talk about so i look forward to seeing that uh but thank you to everyone who tuned in i don't normally do this uh sort of give a hint of next week but i'm i'm really keen to talk about nadia Lim, simon no oh, i guess the <laughs> fluff so so let's have a look at that bit of bit of racist drama going on in good old New Zealand. Uh, we can pick that up next week, but uh, final thoughts uh, from me is um, obviously really cool to be back on the show, Simon, after a bit of a break. Um, I, I think it's really important for people to back themselves. I, I, think, I think we're often um, discouraged from doing that. We're, we're more encouraged in taking on uh, information from third parties. And I'm not just speaking about, you know, everything we're talking about here, but back yourselves into, in terms of whatever it is you want to achieve in life, you probably can do it. You, ha you have all the faculties... Uh, about you right now that you need to achieve whatever it is you you just need to know the roadmap and all that all that's about is finding people do, doing similar things that you want to do connecting with them and you know short shortening the journey by learning from their lived experience so that so that's my major encouragement for this week back yourself um you, you, you know, give you, give yourself some pep as well because you've actually achieved quite a lot and I think that's undersold uh, for a lot of people as well. You, you've still got quite far to go, but you've actually come a long way as well. So I'm going to stop rambling now. Thank you for being a part of the channel. Thank you for being a part of the journey. Please stay awesome, and Simon. And we'll see you all in the next one. Boom. Wow.